Jesus. I would not trade what we feel for anything in the world. There is no greater feeling than to be in God's presence. Amen. The Bible says it's in God's presence there's fullness of joy. There's people that have been that had fun on Saturday night, but they woke up today empty. But you can come into the house of God tonight, today, and you can walk out with joy so full, joy unspeakable, the Bible says, and full of glory. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse number 9. What a powerful presence of God we feel in this house. Wonderful job by the worship team. Amen. But I want to tell you where it all started. We can practice, we can practice, we can practice, and they do. They do a great job. But what we were doing last night, people praying it and people living it, that's what makes the difference. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse number 9. I had a lot of different things I, I wanted to preach. But God brought this to my spirit and, and started developing in my heart, and I couldn't get away, away from it all week long. So I know this is for somebody here today. 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse number 9. The Bible says, And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain, slain thy prophets with the sword. And only, and I, even only, I only am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, what doest thou here, Elijah? What doest thou here, Elijah? The Bible says God brought a wind. God brought an earthquake. God brought a fire. God was not in them. Then there was a still small voice. The Bible puts it this way. And after the fire, a still small voice. And I want to preach this for a few moments on this subject. After the fire. After the fire. Would you set your Bibles down? Let's pray. <clears throat> Come on, let's pray all across this building. God's been talking to some folks. God's been speaking to some people. Hallelujah. And God's going to confirm his word here today. Somebody lift up your voice and magnify him. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. Come on, there's some people that need to hear from God here today. He's here to speak. God, give us ears to hear, God, and a heart to respond to your word, Jesus. 
We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Greet your neighbor and you may be seated. It's good to see all of our, our guests and visitors and, and uh, our, our repeats that we, we love to see every single week and every single service. We're so glad that you've joined us. Uh, you don't want to miss this, uh, this Wednesday night, Evangelist Justin Poindexter. If you weren't here last time he preached, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, and, and as I promised when I first pa started pastoring, uh, my wife and I will be gone on Wednesday, but don't worry, there will be good church. Uh, I will be back on Sunday, but I want to make sure people are aware. You come to church because it's right, not because of whether I'm here or not. Amen. But I will let you know, my wife and I, I'll be preaching a, a youth conference in Memphis, Tennessee uh, this coming week, and then my wife will be doing a ladies' session. So if you could pray for my wife and I, we would really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, they, they tried to get me to stay over on Sunday. I said, absolutely not. I'm going home. I done. I evangelized too long. I'm done. So uh, I'm ready to be back already, and I haven't even left yet. Hallelujah. Amen. After the fire, Elijah is one of the most powerful prophets in the Bible. In fact, uh, there really is no other prophet that can rival Elijah except for his predecessor, Elisha. And the only reason that happened is because he prayed for a double portion of his spirit. And he followed him all the way to the end. And he saw him when he went up into heaven in a whirlwind of fire. And it was the very, the very thing he prayed for, he got. He had performed in his life, Elisha had performed in his life, almost twice as many miracles, and then he died. And it was after his death, that there was a soldier that died. How many knows God confirms his word and God believes? Amen. God, God will make his word come true. See, he died not having what God had promised to him. And still, he was there in a cave. His bones were there. And a soldier died. And they took this dead soldier and they threw him in the tomb. And when he touched the bones of a dead prophet, God confirmed his word. And that marked the the double portion of miracles that he had performed. Amen. But it would never have happened if there wouldn't have been an Elijah. You've got to have an Elijah before there'll ever be an Elisha. Amen. I, I thank God for my pastor. If it wasn't for my pastor, I would not be standing today, would not be saved today. And I hope to God that before it's all said and done, people will go out from this church and do three times, five times, a thousand times more, amen, than has ever been done before. Amen. It was this Elijah that made it possible to live for God because he stood for God when everyone else cowered and ran and hid from their faith. He performed many different miracles. He called down fire two times. He caused a drought. He was fed by ravens. He was fed by a widow that had just a little portion of meal. He resurrected a young boy, and he was taken up in a whirlwind of fire. He is most famous for the stand he took against the false prophets of Baal. He came, and he saw that there was an issue of idolatry in his nation, and he stood there as in an opposition being the only one willing to stand, but still 
being willing to stand. Can I tell you, I thank God for people that might be the only ones at their job, but they'll take a stand. They might be the only one in their school and in their college and wherever they are in their household and in their family, but they will take a stand for what thus saith the Lord and what is right. Amen. And he stands and makes this decree. He declares a challenge because he noticed that everybody was halting, the Bible says, between two opinions. And, and let me tell you, he got tired of people halting between who, who they would worship today and who they would worship tomorrow. It bothered the prophet. Amen. And I want to tell you, I preach long enough that it does. It affects my soul when I see people worship one way on Sunday and then Monday they want to worship something else. There's something that I think affects the heart of God that says, I don't want part of your heart. I don't want half of your heart. I don't want 25%. God wants it all. Amen. God wants it all. He doesn't just want you on Sunday and on Wednesday and Saturday night family prayer. But God says, I want you on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday. I want you at all times. When it's morning, when it's noon, when it's night, when it's up, when it's down, when it's good, when it's bad. When you're going through it, when you're blessed, I want all of you. And he comes by and issues a challenge and says, God is tired of people halting between the two. And let me tell you, we're living in a nation that is, that, is, that is indecisive. Indecisive about what food they're going to eat tonight. Amen, that plagues the church. Where are we going to eat after service? Hallelujah. Think about it after I'm done preaching. But it, it's the nature of people to halt and to, to stand still and not know and be confused. And where do I go from here? Do I go this direction or do I go that direction? Do I follow God or do I follow my feelings? And, and, and here he sees that's a problem in his nation. And that's a problem in our nation today. But we've got to make sure that even if it's a problem in the nation, it never becomes a problem in the church. We've got to be people that know who we are and we know whose we are. We know who we worship. We know what we worship. We know why we worship. And we're not indecisive about worship. We worship the one true living God. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. And he declares a challenge between the gods, if you will, knowing there's only one true God. And all the others are just manufactured in factories and made of stone and wood and made of gold and silver and they can't do anything and, and they've got eyes but they can't see and ears but they can't hear and they got hands but they can't feel and, and he knows we don't serve a God like that. We serve a God that sees you where you are. We serve a God that can hear every cry you make. We serve a God that can speak into your life. We serve a God that's got hands that can reach to your lowest point. He's got feet that can walk beside you through the valley of the shadow of death. We don't have an idol. We have a God. And so he issues a challenge. And, and he said, the God that answers by fire, he's going to be the Lord. He's going to be the one that we, we serve. In other words, he said, I want us to notice the one we serve is not the idol that can't feel, that can't hear, that can't touch, that can't move. We serve the God that answers by fire. We serve the God that heals. We serve the God that delivers. We serve the God that transforms. Can I tell you, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what that means to us is if God ever healed before, God can heal again. 
If God ever saved before, God can save again. If God ever delivered before, God can deliver again. Can I preach it to somebody uh, that's a little wavering in their faith? Uh, God can still do it. Because he's the God that answers. He's the God that responds. He's the God that moves. He's the God that is alive. Oh, lift up your hands and worship him. Come on. There's some folks need an answer here today. You don't need to get your answer from AA or Narcotics Anonymous. You need to get your answer from Jesus. You need to get your answer from the one true living God. You see... Elijah had called down fire before, and he only knew, or and he knew, the God that answered by fire. What Elijah had a revelation of is when I pray, God shows up. When I pray, God shows out. When I pray, all the enemies of God lose. Can I tell you what happens when the church begins to pray? The Bible says Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. In other words, he was human, just like us. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. You know what the Bible is saying? The Bible is saying he's a man just like us, but just like us, he hit his knees and began to pray. And when he prayed, God responded. And when he prayed, God answered. And when he prayed, God moved. And when he prayed, fire fell. And when he prayed, the drought happened. And when he prayed, a raven fed him. And when he prayed, there was a widow that fed him. And when he prayed, there was resurrection. Can I tell the church, when we start praying, when we keep praying, when we seek God, things happen. It is the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous individual that prevails, that availeth much. Don't ever stop praying. Don't ever stop talking to God. Don't ever stop seeking his face. Lift up your hands and magnify him. Come on. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you, God. Elijah knew the God that answered. He knew, God, you're going to show up. You're going to show out. You're going to be the God that answers my prayers. You're going to be the one that shows up in my time of need and in my time of trouble. Elijah called down fire from heaven. It was, I believe, a 23-word prayer. He calls down fire from heaven. These other guys, you see, false prophets, they got to do all sorts of things to try to get a movement. Well, we got to have, hey, listen, I'm not against having some lights or something like that, but they got to have fog machines and strobe lights and disco balls and they got to try to manufacture a move from God. Ah, oh, hallelujah. They got to try. The Bible says they were cutting themselves and crying, oh God, answer us. And God wasn't answering it. And they were doing all these seances and they were doing all these uh, dances and they, they were trying to get their God to answer uh, but their God had never answered before and their God would never answer now and their God will never answer ever. But Elijah knew, I got a God that answers. I talk to him all the time. I got a God that answers. I pray all the time. I've seen him do it before. I'll see him do it again and again and again. I don't need to cut myself. I don't need to cry. I don't need a bunch of emotion. I don't have to have musicians behind me. I don't have to have anything else. All I got to have is a communication from heaven to earth, from earth to heaven, and God sends the fire down. Oh, somebody magnify him. Somebody praise him. And they cut themselves. 
And there's people trying to manufacture a move of God. We don't need to manufacture it. Let me tell you, we have a move of God without any music, without any sound system. You know why? Because we had a prayer meeting here last night, and God was moving. It's just if two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is in the midst of them. God will show up as long as people will show up to get a hold of God. I said God will show up as long as people show up to get a hold of God. And if you want God, all you got to do is show up and begin to pray and say, we want you here. We want your presence. We want your power. We want your glory. And God will show up. You might be on the job in your car. You might be alone. Feel like there's nothing you can do. The church is not there. But God will show up. Amen. Elijah is on a spiritual high. He just won again. But the enemy will not allow God's people to stay on their mountaintop experience. He's on a mountain. God answers by fire. He slays and kills all the prophets of Baal. And and he's excited because God answered his prayer. And God showed up. And, And it is in this moment that he is immediately threatened with his life. And mind you, he just won. God just answered. God just came through. And I wish I could tell you this was only Elijah's case. But unfortunately, it's all of our case. God just did a miraculous thing. God just worked out. God just paid the bills. God just made a way. God just opened doors. God did all sorts of things. He just blessed us. And then the enemy comes by, and he begins to tell us what he's going to do to us. And immediately our faith goes out the window, and our hope goes down the drain, and we feel as if we're going to die because the enemy said we're going to die. Nevertheless, God just worked, and God just came through. But we forget about that because we go through troubles and we go through trials and we go through struggles oh lift up your hands I'm preaching to somebody right now come on let's pray oh come on let's pray there's some folks here today you walked in and you your faith is gone and it didn't take very long for the devil to steal it from you. Your, your joy is gone and it didn't take very long for it to depart. But I've come to tell you, you can have it back today. You can have it back today. You can have it back today. Elijah immediately goes from mighty man of God to a scaredy cat. And immediately he's threatened and he goes down from his proverbial mountain down into a low, low spiritual valley. Let me help somebody here today. He went from victory to defeat in a moment's time. He went from faith to fear in just a moment's time. From joy to sorrow to absolute overcoming to feeling so overcome. And so often, there is the moment in life where we go from the mountain. Can I tell you, every mountain in life is always going to be followed by a very low valley. The higher the mountain you climb, the lower the valley will be on the other side. And it's just the way of life. It's like a heartbeat. You go up and you go down. You go up and you go down. And the only time you die is when everything stays stagnant. And you never go up and you never go down. Nothing ever happens. You ought to thank God 
for every mountaintop. But let me tell you, honey, you got to thank God for every low valley. That means I'm still breathing. That means I still got breath. I still got life. I still got, I'm preaching to somebody, I still got joy. I still got a reason to live. And I might be down, but I got another mountain to get up. And I might be on top, but I see the next peak on the other side. Oh, somebody praise him. And it is in this moment, he does what most of us do. He runs to a cave to hide from his troubles. He goes from being on top of a mountain. God answers by fire. And then God sends a deluge of rain that they've not had in three and a half years. Every prayer that's been holed up in heaven all of a sudden rains down on people. And he runs to a cave because he feels threatened. And God begins to speak to him. Can I tell somebody, God will speak to you in your cave. God will speak to you in your cave. God does have a word for you. You know, some people think, I only got a word from God when I feel victorious. God only speaks to me when everything's going well. God only talks to me when I'm healthy, when I'm wealthy, when everything's in, in, in my favor. But can I preach to somebody? God will speak to you in a cave as well. You can hear the voice of God in the midst of a cave as well. You know what God says to him? What are you doing here, Elijah? It confuses God himself. Why people that just got done winning a battle and doing great exploits for him and God shows up and answers prayers. Even God asks the question, what are you doing here, Elijah? Well, God, I, I was jealous for you and we immediately want to talk about all our past exploits. But yet, we weren't willing to remember that God came through in those past exploits. I was jealous for you. And I'm the only one living for God. Don't ever fall into the category that you think you're the only one that's doing it. Uh, I'm a preacher, somebody. Uh, don't ever feel like you're the only family that's standing uh, and living right. Uh, you're the only ones praying. No, honey, uh, there's been a lot of people that have not bowed the knee. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have made their stand. Uh, you're looking at a bunch of church folk, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, that said we will not bow. Uh, we will not crumble. And if you ever get to that poor me mentality, I'm the only one. Hey, they say that misery loves company. <laughs> but it'll, it, it'll, it'll hang out with you by itself if it has to. <laughs> and there's people that just, they just, they get in this misery. And they just want everybody to pity them. Oh, feel bad for me. And not even God's feeling bad for them. He said, I just came through for you. But you forgot all the good things I've done for you. You know why we go through the pity parties of life? <laughs> because we forget to be thankful for the goodness of God. That's why we go through the misery. That's why we go through the struggles. Because we forget to thank God that he's been good to us. That's what set Job apart. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Lift up your hands and let's magnify him. Come on, somebody pray.
Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody needs to come out of their cave. Come out of their pity party. Come on. God's been good to you. God's been good to you. God's favored you. God's helped you. You might not like what you're going through right now, but God's been there for you. God's made ways for you. God's opened doors for you. God's helped you. Oh, somebody worship him. Oh, God. Hallelujah. I feel it. I feel the Holy Ghost moving through this house. Oh, Jesus. God says, Elijah, I'm going to teach you another lesson. You called down fire from heaven many times. You've seen many miracles, signs, and wonders. But I'm going to teach you a new lesson. And I think every, any, every saint of God's going to learn this lesson one day or another. And he says, come out here. Elijah, stay right there. And the Bible says the Lord caused a whirlwind to pass through and it began to break the rocks apart. He said, Elijah, did you get anything from that? You know, I did notice something. God wasn't in that. What do you mean God's not in the wind? What about Acts chapter 2? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty Wind. Elijah said, God's not in the wind. But, but Lord, I know you're the God that, that, that moves in the wind. I, I've seen you do it before. You're the God that will begin to move from the east to the west, and that wind will begin to blow. And, God, I've seen you in the wind before, but, but you're not in the wind now. And then the earthquake. And he, and he says, Elijah, you notice anything about the earthquake? You know, I noticed something different about this earthquake. You weren't in this earthquake. And God was not in the earthquake. Well, what do you mean, Lord, you're not in the earthquake? What about Acts 16 when Paul and Silas are locked up in jail? And they need deliverance and they need help and they, they need favor and they need blessing. And, and God, you're going to come through it. And as they begin to pray and as they begin to praise, uh, the Bible says the prison begin to shake and the earth begin to quake uh, and the prison doors were opened and everybody got free. Thought you were in the earthquake. God was not in the earthquake. And then he says, Here's the fire. I'm going to give you what you're used to. Elijah, everything's fire to you. You got a problem, you call fire down on it. You got people against you, you call fire down on it. Yeah, that's in the Bible. <laughs> and Elijah, you got the fire, all right. But I'm going to let the fire fall one more time. And the fire fell. And then he said, Elijah, did you notice anything different about the fire? You know what, Lord, I did. You weren't in the fire this time. Exactly, Elijah. Because even though I am a consuming fire, I was there at the burning bush. I was there at the cloven tongues like as a fire. I was there with Daniel as the fire was heated up seven times as hot. I was there in the fire. Can I preach to somebody? Elijah only knew the God of the wind, the feeling of God moving. He only knew the God of the earthquake, the feeling of God delivering and making a way. And he only knew the God of the fire, the feeling of God answering every last prayer. There's things that follow the fire. And the fire goes away. And all of a sudden, he's left with nothing but the cave. The darkness 
the loneliness. I'm preaching to somebody real good right now. He's left with nothing but darkness, loneliness, and silence. And Elijah, who was used to seeing God work in miraculous ways, is now in a position where he doesn't see anything. He doesn't feel anything. He doesn't even know what's going on anymore. I thought God was with me when he answered me in the fire. And there's people here today that you know when God comes through and makes a way for you, you know, oh, that was God. And it's exciting when God moves in the whirlwind and all of a sudden things that were in your way, he knocks them over and moves them out of the way. And when all of a sudden you feel locked up in jail, Paul and Silas, you're so used to God showing up and breaking those shackles off your hands and feet and opening the prison doors. And then those moments where there's enemies all around you and God shows up and answers your prayers and consumes with fire. But how do you handle what comes after the fire? I think we ought to lift up our hands and let's pray. Come on, I'm preaching where some people are living right now. You don't feel the fire. You don't feel the wind. You don't feel the earthquake. There's nothing but silence, darkness, and loneliness. I'm preaching to somebody. Come on, let's pray. In the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody pray. Oh, somebody pray. God's going to come through and work. God's going to come through and work. God's going to help somebody. But you got to endure the times after the fire's gone. Come on, you got to endure the times after the miracles are gone, after the feelings are gone, after you don't see anything, hear anything, feel anything. It's dark, it's cold, it's lonely. There's nobody else there but you. You got to endure the times after the fire. Elijah. It's lonely where you are. I'm preaching to somebody right now. I feel all alone. Nobody knows what I'm going through. I'm the only one. Come on, I'm pre- I've lived there. I'm preaching for I've lived and many times have lived a long time. I'm the only one. It's a lonely place. You know, there's a lot of people around me in the fire. You start a fire, people gather around. They get marshmallows and s'mores. Hallelujah. You know, there's people that watch tornadoes and they follow the tornado. They want to see the wind go. There's people they want to they want to check how 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 the seismic activity is going and how how the tectonic plates are smashing against each other. They they want to know what it was on the Richter scale. They want to know. They follow the earthquake. Not not many people will follow you into the cave. Not many people will follow you into the darkness. Not many people will follow you into the lonely times. I'm preaching to somebody. And you will feel all by yourself. And and I'm going to tell you right now, it's great to come to church on Sunday and to worship like we worshiped around here. And I think that's good and that's in order. And he's the God of the breakthrough. And he will make a way where there was no way. And God will begin to open doors for people. And God will begin to bless people. They'll, They'll feel the fire from heaven falling. And they'll feel it quaking all over the church as the Holy Ghost moves but there are moments when the service is over you go home by yourself you might have a spouse with you you might actually be by yourself and you got to go home to your dark cave I'm preaching to somebody lift up your hands and let's pray I'm almost done preaching right here but somebody needs to hear this preacher today 
Come on, there's, there's the fire. Thank God for the fire. Thank God for the earthquake. Thank God for the wind. But there's times after the fire is done falling. There's times that after the service is done, after the worship team steps off the platform, there's moments where you got to pray. There's moments where you got to hear from God. Let's stand all across the building, lift up our hands. Oh, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. I'm trying to help somebody's faith here today. Elijah, I wasn't in that wind. Elijah, I wasn't in that earthquake. Elijah, I'm not in the I'm not only in the fire. Some people think God's only God's only in their gifting. Because Elijah could call fire down from heaven. That was his gift. God's only there when everybody else is around. And God's giving Elijah a new lesson. Elijah! You notice I wasn't in the wind, the earthquake, or the fire this time. And after the fire, there's loneliness, there's darkness, there's, there, there's absolute nothingness. And there's silence. God speaks. There's wind. There's fire. There's earthquakes. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody. You go to church, you hear from God, things happen, and then you go home. And you feel defeated. And you feel alone, and it feels dark. I'm preaching to somebody, and it's nothing but silence, and you can't hear from God, and you can't hear from anything else, and, and, and everybody else seems to avoid, and, and I'm just preaching to somebody right here. After the fire, Elijah, a still small voice. Elijah, I want you to learn a lesson. I'm not just at church. I'm not just when they lay hands on you and pray for you and everybody's hugging your neck. I'm not there when everything's going well. I'm not just there when you're sick and you need a healing. I'm not just there when you need a miracle. I'm there in your darkest moment. I'm there in your coldest moment. I'm there when nobody else is. And you know what, Elijah? I want you to learn something else about me. I'm not just God of the breakthrough or God of the miracles or God of the signs and wonders. I'm the God that will whisper when everything else is silent. You know when somebody whispers in your ear? That means they're close. And when your darkest times, and when everything seems silent, and when everything seems cold, and it seems its darkest moment, and you feel like nobody's around, you've got to learn this lesson. After the fire is gone, Elijah, after you don't feel nothing, see nothing, hear nothing, I want you to know that God is there, and he's going to be whispering in your ear. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, lift up your hands and let's pray. 
I know it's lonely after the fire. I know it's dark after the fire. I know it gets silent after the fire. I know it gets scary after the fire. But thou art with me. Thou art with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. I know you're here in my cave. I know you're here in the silence. I know you're here in the dark. I know you're here when I don't feel it. I know you're here when I don't see it. I know. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray all across this building. Oh, somebody pray. But Pastor, I've been in the dark too long. I've been in the cold too long. I've been in the cave too long. It's been silent for too long. God's not spoken for a while. You know what God tells to Elijah? He confirms the very first the very first thing he told him. What are you doing here, Elijah? Get up from where you are and get out of this cave. God, I need a fresh word. No, you don't. You need a renewed word. God, I need you to speak something in my heart. I need the fire to fall again, Lord. No, you don't. You need that voice to speak to you again in your darkest moment and to go back to the last thing he told you and say, God, renew it in my heart. That last promise you gave me, I might feel cold right now. It might be dark right now. It might be silent and lonely right now. But that last word you gave me, speak it again. I didn't hear it in the fire. I didn't hear it in the wind. I didn't hear it in the earthquake. But whisper it into my spirit at an altar. And I'll listen. I want to open up this altar. Somebody come pray. There's people, you've been in a cave for far too long. You've been in the dark for far too long. But I've come to encourage you. God's in your darkness. God's in your loneliness. God's in your silence. God, God is there in your cave. Why don't you make your way and come to this front? Visitor friend. I want to welcome you to this front. Why don't you come and pray with us? We're going to pray with you. We're going to pray that God would speak to you. We're going to pray that God would answer you. We're going to pray that God would whisper right in your ear. God loves you. God cares about you. He's not letting you go through it to destroy you. He's letting you go through it to learn a lesson that after the fire, God's there. Somebody pray.
Jesus, brother, lift up your hands. Come on. Oh, but God, I don't know why it's so cold and so dark and so silent, so lonely. Where I've been, God's trying to teach you a lesson that he's there. He's there. He's there. He's whispering in your life. It may not be a shout. It may not be a scream, but he's still talking. He's still whispering. Listen, open your ear. Pray, 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 pray. I'm coming out of my cave. I'm coming out of my cave. I learned my lesson. You're there.